Hi guys, welcome back for another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I am Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And my first review, Kristen, should I start with the podcast I would like to review or should I start with the product? Let's start with the podcast, I'd say. Okay, so you guys, my friend Carly that I work with turned me on to this podcast. And you know, I really hate to be promoting (laughs) another competitor the competition but I will say they're not even kind of in the same genre and honestly it is so interesting it's it's worth sharing so it's called I survived Ooh, okay and so I guess they had originally like like done it it wasn't that popular so they're like reboosting it like redoing it or whatever like re-releasing it or whatever and so basically what it is about is like women who have been through traumatic incidences so there are, are women who have been like kidnapped there are women who have been in like school shootings school stabbings like it is honestly insane the stuff like you listen to this, you're like I cannot believe a person went through this like one of the episodes I listened to recently the girl was like kidnapped by this guy she met on like dating and had kind of like broken up with and he pretended like he was an alcoholic and like he was drunk and needed her to come to his house and like help him like get into rehab and things like that and Mm -hmm. so she like puts him to bed and she's like you know going to lay in the back bedroom because she's like oh like you know I'll take him to rehab in the morning and he comes in there and she looks at him and she's like that's when I realized he was so he was like stone cold sober she like looked at him and was like oh my god this man was like lying to get me trapped here he sodomized her he <gasps> her he choked her with his belt to the point where like her trachea like when she got to the hospital was like almost touching like even <gasps> like pressured on it she had bruises on her neck for like six months it was like so intense oh my Um, god yes and like obviously raped her and all of those things and she had to like run into the woods and was like trying to get away from him and ended up running like miles away and got these people to like you know help her and call 911 and so apparently Mm -hmm. he had like run from the house gone to his neighbor's house held the neighbor at gunpoint (laughs) Yeah, and then ended up ultimately killing himself. Like, it's just, like, the most, like, I, I don't want to say it's, it's kind of like with a girl in the picture where I was saying, like, I hate to say that it's so good because it's, like, so awful what's happening. But, like, when right. you listen to it, you're just like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. Um, but something that I do like about the podcast, though, is they really highlight, too, like, how the women came back from it, like the positives that came from the instances. Like Mm -hmm. there are women who like met their husbands because of like things that happened after the situation that occurred. Um, There are women who have like started foundations to help people who have like kind of come through what they've been through, written books, all of those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So it's like so interesting to listen to the stories and see like how these women, you know, kind of overcame these like instances where you're like how does anyone even right overcome it so I'm assuming in the podcast are they actually talking to these women yes it's real interviews with these women oh my gosh and some of them are from like 30 years ago oh my gosh that is insane that is like it, it, it it's one thing when you like you know hear these crazy stories or you watch documentary or whatever but like you talking about this reminds me so much of JC Dugar do you remember her Mm -hmm. and like how she wrote a book and everything and hearing it firsthand from a woman who like went through something that terrible is absolutely mind-blowing and it just gives it a whole different perspective Mm -hmm. and like how these women manage to like have lives somehow and like you said like productive lives yeah after this and a lot of them do like go very in depth about like the therapy they had to go through or the medications they had to be on or like even like the like a lot of them talk about how they didn't realize like they were like I thought PTSD was something that like war veterans had like I didn't realize Mm -hmm. like I could have it from a traumatic incident and kind of how like because they didn't understand that how they did certain things until they did take the time to go to therapy and get on the right medications and all that stuff yeah so it's honestly like so interesting like I listened to it um on my ride from like Arlington to Danville and like I feel like the time flies because I'm just like so 
like encased in these like stories it's yeah so interesting yeah and I love interview series like that like I th- I think especially if you have if like the person doing the interviewing is like asking really like thought-provoking questions it it can be like the greatest form of entertainment so I even really like the way that they set it up. So like she never, the host of the podcast, you never hear her actually ask a question, but she huh. will add parts in between if it provides context to what they're going to say next. So like, I see like, you know, I went through a divorce and I was really depressed. So I like moved out to Colorado or like whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. then she kind of gives the context of like, while she was in Colorado, she went on online dating, like sites and met this guy and went on a couple of coffee dates and then I'll go back to the woman she's like after a couple of coffee dates like I decided to call it off like (laughs) she just kind of like adds the in-between but you never hear her ask a question wow it's really good it really is that is genius okay so it is called I survived let me write this down I love stuff like this. Do you ever listen to the Dateline podcasts? No, but I know I would love that because I watch Dateline on Peacock all the time. Well, that's, it, it literally is just taking the audio from oh, Dateline. Okay. Like that's literally all it is. So it's interesting because they like, you'd be surprised how well you can follow along without the visual, but obviously, mm. you know, you can tell when they're like, the man was caught at this at this house in Illinois and it's like you know you can't picture what that is yeah Yeah, but it's it it is amazing how you can like you know like follow it so well and they still keep like the commercial breaks and stuff too so you know they like (laughs) what she found next would change her life forever (laughs) and then then (laughs) still gives you that little you know for us 90s babies who remember commercials um (laughs) it'll give you a nice piece of nostalgia where it's like what's gonna happen next but that's I, I like to do that on on long road trips but I feel like this would be even more stimulating because you're like your next trip Kristen you have to listen it's so good say no more say no more and even though they are the competition we are not in that space at all exactly (laughs) no we're not we may talk about documentaries that are relative to that but it's, it's not even quite the same we're not interviewing people who have overcome those kind of situations right yeah exactly um okay so do you want to talk about the other thing that you wanted to review for us today yes so this is a product I have been using for years and honestly Mm -hmm. I can't believe I haven't talked about it before um I don't know about you Kristen but finding a razor that is not completely garbage for a woman is very hard Yes. Like truly it's hard. So yes. I actually started subscribing to Billy Ooh. probably three years ago. Okay. And I, it's amazing. Like I, huh. so I had bought a different like razor to be at my boyfriend's house and it was the Flamingo one from Target, which is absolute okay. garbage, by the way. Don't waste your money. It's like and- Target brand. Yeah, I think, I think Flamingo is like specifically sold at Target. Okay. Um, And so I was like, okay, like maybe it'll be fine. No, literally I used it like twice and I was like, like, I didn't, I think that was the point where I realized how good Billy was. You know what I mean? Like like, kind of getting off of it, like made me realize like, oh my gosh, this other product is like so much better. Right. Um, So for those of you who are not familiar with Billy, essentially you go on the Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E website and you pick whatever color you want. They send you the razor, multiple like razor heads. They send you the little like magnetic thing. So you can put it on your shower and attach your razor to it. Um, I personally have the periwinkle color. Um, It's just... Like I can shave and like three or four days later, like it, my hair is not back. Wow. Like it gets it so close and it has like this, like, I guess like you would say like shave butter, kind of like shaving cream butter, like thing around the head. Mm -hmm. And it just, it like, my skin is so soft. Like even without putting on like lotion, like honestly, I shave my legs without shaving cream and like, it's just like so smooth. And it just like, I don't get ingrown hairs. Like 
it's honestly been the best razor that I've used. And so it's like interesting $9.99 a month and uh-huh. they send you four new razor heads. Like it's something like every two, you can set it to be different depending on like how frequently you shave. Okay. I, think I have mine to be like four new heads every three months. Okay. Um, but honestly it is, it's so it's like way better than I even realized until I like switched razors and was like, why did I shave yesterday? And like, my hair is prickly. Like, what is this? Yeah. It's so, it's so good. It's just like such a close, smooth shave. Like, I don't think I've even like cut myself using it before. Wow. This is all very useful information because I had an epiphany a few weeks ago where I realized now that I'm in the latter half of my twenties, I need to stop buying shitty razors for lack of a better term so after I just moved I guess I, I just like throw all my razors away at my old place and I like bought new ones when I moved down right and I realized like okay I probably gotta buy like the legit ones now where you like buy the replace you know the new heads like the and stuff like that yeah. right because I was just using disposable so that's what I've been doing for a bit and it granted it is a step up from the disposables for sure I I have noticed a difference But when you're talking about the subscription setup, that is definitely something that I can get into because I have, I have no idea how old my razor head is. I have no idea, no idea. And one day it's just like, I look at it and I'm like, huh, yeah, I guess I should change it. Right. It's like a little rusty and you're like, it's time to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's fine. I'll just get a new one. But to have a subscription, that would make it so much easier because I have a quip and yeah. they make it so That's easy. Crazy. It's like when you have a toothbrush and you're not you're not paying attention. It's like how long have I been using this? Exactly. Toothbrush? You have no idea. But they like every three months. Like here you go. Here's your new head. And I'm like, you're right. The, it, the, do you still have your quip? I do. Okay. So my favorite part is when you and they send the new battery too. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part is when you you swap out the batteries and put the new battery in there and it's like so much more powerful. Yeah, you're like, what have like, I been brushing my teeth with? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> wow, I did not realize that this battery was almost dead. Thank you, Quip. So I love the idea of a subscription. And they're so like I feel like hair positive is a weird way to describe it. If you don't want to shave your legs totally fine like they're so positive about that they have so many other things too like they have like shaving creams too they have like after shaving care and all those things but honestly the like shea butter that's around it is so any irritation or anything Mm -hmm. like since I've started using it so I really haven't needed anything like that and when you get the subscription they send you four new heads so like honestly I have like a stockpile because like I simply like honestly like I know I have a boyfriend and I'm sorry if he's listening I don't shave super regularly I'm like I got my man I'm chilling he doesn't care if my legs are hairy so like whatever so I mean honestly like I probably have like at least three or four still like and I'll probably get a new pack pretty soon and yeah. then I'll have seven but it's just nice to have like a surplus because even if you want to just like oh the shea butter is wearing it down a little bit just switch it out and you've got plenty there left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I really, and you get to pick your color. It just feels fun. And the packaging yeah. is super cute. It comes in like this white, like little box and it has Billy on it and like purple and orange. It's just Oof. really cute, simple packaging. And yeah, honestly, I can't believe I haven't talked about it before because it's just, it's so cheap because I mean, honestly, even like with real razors, like a razor head, like a new one is at least 12, 13 bucks. Yeah. And you're getting four for nine, nine, nine. I was going to say that is like unbelievably cheap just because like in the day and age where we are now, we're like, everything is subscription. And you think about like daily harvest and like all these other subscriptions, you just automatically think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pay so much for the subscription. This sounds so reasonably priced. I can't even wrap my brain around it. And honestly, they're really cool. If like, so before, like when I moved, obviously like you take the magnet part off, you can just get another little putty piece and put it back on, which they give you in the first package, or you can get a free new one. 
Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Yeah. So I'm like on their website right now and I see like the, the, the magnetic piece that is so smart. You can also get a travel case, yep. so like yeah, a little plastic little, head. Yep. And it's magnet too, when it closes oh. and it has aeration through it. So like it doesn't dry out, but like when it's wet and you put it back in there, like the moisture isn't just like sitting in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And their website is so cute. Like their whole aesthetic is just like, it's really cute, but simplistic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they also have dry shampoo. I wonder what that's about. Oh, that must be new. Interesting. I haven't been on their website in a while because like I said, I've been subscribed for like three years. Yeah. So just like, I haven't even looked. Um, They also have a kid's book that is titled a kid's book about body hair. Honestly, we all probably could have used that as a child. A positive intro to your fuzz. Oh, I kind of love that. It's that is you're right. I feel like we could all use a book like that, especially like being a woman, body hair is a huge it, it is a multi-billion dollar industry in terms of like laser hair removal, razors, waxing whatever else like thinking back I'm like I honestly like I was never taught to shave like the only thing I had to reference was like whatever my friend said or that like American girl doll book where they like literally just give you pictures of like a tampon going into a hoochie coo and I'm like (laughs) it doesn't really teach me how to use it but like okay yeah oh my gosh but yeah I really love that they're like here's a really great product to use if you want to shave if you don't want to cool but if yeah. you want to sometimes also cool right because yeah, who wants oh to gosh. shave their armpits and their legs in the winter like come on who, who wants to do it in the summer honestly you know what I didn't want to say it but I agree like if I don't have to I'm not gonna no and it's like it's gotten to the point where I like will plan my outfits around (laughs) whether or not I shave my legs like it is easier for me at this point to be like oh yeah my legs are kind of hairy I gotta wear pants tomorrow yeah just like like, it'll be so funny because like sometimes I'll shave my legs and Madison will be like what are you shaving your legs for and I was like I'm wearing a dress tomorrow. Like I just have to, like, that's literally the only reason why, because I have to wear this outfit tomorrow. One of my friends in high school told me one time, he was a guy and he told me, I guess he like knew some girl who hated shaving her legs so much that like, first of all, she like never wore dresses, which is also like, who like, if you have body hair, like wear a dress, but I guess, you know, some people aren't comfortable doing that. I digress but if she were if she was wearing like capri pants or something like that she would draw a line on her leg of where the pants stopped and then only shave up to them look I'm not gonna say I drew a line but I also did the same thing I would just shave the bottom of my legs I'd be like that's good enough I was that girl too I did it no one no one's going above this half ankle exactly it's like you're not gonna see it so why do I care yeah also the top thighs if you shave that regularly you have too much free time I'm just gonna say it oh your thighs just like in general yeah who has that much free time that you're like "Hmm, it'd be really fun to shave my entire two thighs in the shower no that is like a once a month ordeal for me at least it's like it's it's a big day like literally yes that's what I like to call a prom shave. It's like <laughs> what you used to do before prom, where it's like you got to go full Monty. It's like a, it's a special occasion. Exactly. No, I'm on the same page. It's not a regular occurrence. I, and now I'm just like sad thinking about it. Like this whole narrative that we were fed about women and body hair. I know. It's so annoying. It's just like another thing we have to do. I know. Another thing that we have to do, and it's like... You know, I complain about it, but, like, I do like having smooth legs, you know, but it's, like, do I like having smooth legs, or was I just taught by our culture that, like, this is, this is a good thing for you to do? Because how many memes have you seen on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, where it's, like, nothing is better than a feeling of clean-shaven legs getting into clean sheets? 
Oh my gosh. First of all, thousands of times. First of all, I don't even clean my sheets that regularly. Okay. I don't know how often you're supposed to do it. I do it once or twice a month. If that's disgusting, then call me disgusting. I don't care. That, that's about what I do. I mean, really, I aim for like every two weeks. So I, I'm lucky if I get that twice a month in. That's only if like someone's coming over or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, mm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Kristen's staying the night. I can't have her in dirty temperature controlled sheets on the purple mattress. I'm flattered (laughs) on the purple mattress back to the purple mattress. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for like putting some, what is it called? Shedding some light on the Billy razors. I definitely, I'm intrigued. Like when I'm done with these little Venuses or whatever I have going on right now, I'm getting me a Billy. It's worth the money. And that, I mean, worth the money, like, this is all so reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. The Smooth Operator Deluxe Starter Kit. That's what I, that's what I got the first time I started. They send you everything you need. Really? They send you samples. I think of, like, their shaving cream and, like, their, like, post-shaving cream treatment and things like that. Oh, I see. Okay, so have you tried the Body Buffer? Yes, that's exactly, they send you a sample of that, yeah. Okay, the Pre-Shave Exfoliating Bar. And I'm here to tell you, this is not going to be a whole situation. Okay. I'm not going to make it a whole situation. Okay. But Trader Joe's shaving cream is the best shaving cream on the market. It's literally like, it's not like a foam. It's literally a cream, almost like a, like a, like a face serum almost. The texture and everything is just like, you can tell it moisturizes when you use it. It's like coconut and aloe and there's some kind of like citrus fruit in it or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into a whole, whole ordeal about it, but if you live near Trader Joe's, it is in an orange container where they have all their like hand soaps and toilet paper and shampoo and all those things. The best shaving cream ever interesting that is so good to know six dollars okay i'm assuming it's some sort of like tea tree oil base or aloe or something yes there's probably aloe in it but i'm telling you it smells so good it smells coconutty if you don't like coconut you probably won't like it but like even the i can't remember what the scent is called i would have to go get it from my room but there's like some kind of citrus in it it's in an orange bottle and I'm telling you it's a different texture than anything I've ever used because you know most shaving cream is kind of like foamy like it get or white and kind of thick yeah and that's why I like this one it's almost I guess you would call it like a conditioner shampoo texture because I don't know if you've ever noticed this but when you use a traditional shaving cream it kind of like clogs up your razor yeah yeah this does not because it's so like thin Mm-hmm. it doesn't clog it up interesting so what I'm hearing is that the combo Billy Razor with the Trader Joe's shaving cream is an iconic duo indeed you won't I mean I'm telling you you'll start stockpiling the Billy Razor heads because <laughs> your razor head will literally be lasting you so long and still be in such good condition that you'll be like I don't I'm just holding on to this for good purposes I love that. That sounds beautiful. Well, thank you so much for giving us your honest consumer report here. Um, We really appreciate it. Yes, for all women and men who shape their legs or armpits or arms or whatever. Whatever hair you're trying to get rid of. Exactly. For all hair shavers. (laughs) This is for you. (laughs) That should be their slogan. Yeah, Yeah, because men, I know men who shave their arms. I mean, I think it's like annoying because like then it starts to come back and be prickly but like if you're a yeah. swimmer or something and it makes sense I get it yeah yeah that's true if you're a swimmer but that's the only instance hey guys welcome back um so for this week's episode we decided to do something a little 
different um not quite trashy television I would say um but what we watched was how to change your mind on Netflix um and so if y'all watch it you know this series it's four episodes and it centers around the use of psychedelic drugs for things other than well they talk about getting high but it's also you know using basically psychedelic drugs for like medicinal uses Mm -hmm. so before watching this documentary have you heard any like anything about this before I mean I feel like I had heard a little bit about some of them being used for like Alzheimer's or like anxiety or things like that but definitely not the kind of depth that they went into during the documentary yeah me too like I think I've I've heard about it being used with PTSD yeah so it it sounds like before watching this it seemed like these were all um it was like research for people who like for lack of a better term it was like a last resort kind of thing right like that you know whatever they had was so severe that it was like let's give you some LSD and see what happens kind of thing but like through all of these experiments that they talked about like the results were so surprising and like inspiring I think yeah so so as a whole like what did you think of the documentary in terms of like information production if it like kept your attention yeah so I would say overall the information was real it really was very interesting especially because it seems like a lot of the research that we've gotten like in the most recent times have not been in the United States because the United States is very like anti-drugs because they think anyone who could possibly be against what the government wants or thinks is like the antichrist right um so a lot of it's been done in like Sweden and Canada and things like that the production I also thought was really good I thought I you know they did a really good job with the interviews and doing each episode etc I will say though it was very hard to continuously watch while it was interesting I think it's something that's hard to convey to people in an interesting way if that makes sense like it had to be very like stereotypical like the kind of documentaries that you like watched in school to learn something like the content itself was interesting but it was very hard to like sit and watch for a long period of time definitely not necessarily bingeable no definitely not because your your (laughs) mind can't retain that amount of information in one sitting right right but I thought it was kind of nice how like one episode like even though each episode like focused on its own specific drug they all sort of just like blended in together and especially at the end you know when the the main guy Michael Mm -hmm. um who basically like I guess he wrote a book and then now this series is based on his book he would be Mm -hmm. like well, I tried LSD, but there's other organic substances out there to try, and then, like, segue into shrooms, Mm -hmm. Um, which was interesting, but I do agree, like, if you're looking for something bingeable, this is not it, but they covered so much ground with Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, for sure. So much ground. Um, So what, what, what were, like, one of the, like, what stuck out most to you? I will say one of the most interesting things to me was kind of in the first episode when they were talking about LSD and they were talking about like how it kind of got out to the public and how essentially it was kind of like the CIA's fault that it like essentially became like this phenomenon essentially because they were trying to use it to see like okay if we give it to like our enemies can we then use it against them? Like, can we use it to get secrets out of them? Or can we use it to make them like inoperable essentially? Mm-hmm. And so they gave it to like this guy who was a writer. And then essentially he goes to like the Bay area and it's like, where are the guinea pigs? Like, here you go, everybody here's LSD. And then they're like, oh, this is a grade one substance or whatever they call it. And they basically make it like illegal. It's like, you were the ones who were testing this on people and made it accessible to the American public right yes that is like kind of going off of that that is like I don't know if if this is really sticking out my mind because that was like a big focus of the last episode Mm -hmm. um is the whole like now a lot of people are pushing for the uh what they call decriminalizing nature Mm -hmm. um 
and when you think about it, like I try to compare when I'm thinking about some of this stuff, like I try to compare it to alcohol, which obviously is not a controlled substance at all. I mean, granted, we have a legal drinking age, but like it's not, I think I speak for everyone when I say like we, we have all had alcohol before we were 21. Right. And it's not that hard to get underage. Like, no, not that, like, not that hard at all. You can buy alcohol at any convenience any gas station yeah exactly like it's not hard to get at all and so when you compare that with like what they're talking about here what like really clicked in my mind was that when they're talking about like making these drugs illegal and controlling Mm -hmm. them it's like they're going after the drugs themselves Mm -hmm. when really they need to be going after the people who do crazy things on the drugs right like, like they said something to the effect of like, you know, when you, when you do, when you intoxicate your mind, like there is a consequence. So yes. you, you can't do anything illegal because of that. Right. But, you know, the actual substance themselves, like why just like possessing it, why would that be illegal? And I think like something that was interesting too, was even like going back to like specifically the last episode with peyote is like growing peyote in your home no matter where you are in the united states is not illegal you can literally Mm -hmm. go buy it and plant it in your home and there's no issue but it is illegal once you ingest it and it's like how do you like regulate that or like how do you how do you have something that's legal to grow in your house in your yard in your neighbor wherever but all of a sudden, as soon as you ingest it, it's illegal. Like, where is the line exactly? Like, it's very kind of, like, hard to draw that distinction. Right. Like, what's the difference between that and, like, I have a tomato plant at my house. And if I, is it illegal for me to, I can have the tomato plant, but as soon as I eat the tomato from it, like, that's not cool. Right. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, I have it growing in my yard. And yeah, you're suspecting that possibly I am high on peyote, but it's like, how do you, like, what's like, I mean, I know they could obviously like test you for it, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I feel like that's too blurry of a line. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The whole peyote thing. Like I had no idea what that was. I never heard of it until watching this show. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. Have you heard of it before now? Yeah, actually on the Sopranos, Tony and one of his little side well, I guess she's kind of not a side piece, but kind of is. Um, <laughs> they take it in Las Vegas and he kind of has like oh. this like revolution, if you will, when he sees uh-huh. the sunrise in the desert or whatever. So I have I seen, see. and I feel like I've seen it on like some SVU episode or something like that, where, okay. you know, obviously people can use it in a negative way to like have these people have an experience and then like take advantage of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had heard of it and I knew it was like, very, it's very similar you know to like LSD and those types of things and the like experience that you have um Mm -hmm. from what I understand but I even thought it was really interesting the way they described it like LSD is kind of more like exploring what's outside of reality where like peyote is allegedly like more so exploring what is within the reality you're currently in whoa which I'm kind of like, I don't need to explore reality <laughs> any more than I already have. It's, I'm good. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, but I think peyote, it is not a hallucinogen. Is that right? Right. Because you don't have hallucinations. Like it's not okay. like you see things that aren't actually happening from my understanding. Okay. It's more like taking in what's actually happening and like I guess I don't want to say analyzing it more as a description but kind of like taking it to a deeper level yeah okay out of all of the four that they discussed in the show mm-hmm. this is definitely the way if I had to take any one of them I would take that one oh see, because yeah. I do not trust my brain on a hallucinogenic drug Oh, see, I, I, feel like trust, I, would I don't do, trust like, myself. I would do LSD or shrooms way before I did peyote. Like, really? I, why is that? I have a good enough understanding of reality of what it is. <laughs> I need something outside of this world to like see, to that, help like, my brain. That like almost scares me. Like it, it's like 
too intense almost for me well like they said it's all about your mindset and your setting when you take it so I feel like if you're in a comfortable space with people you trust and you're like mentally in the right space to like take a positive journey I think it could be a really positive experience especially because they were talking about treating things like anorexia depression OCD um you know like things that I feel like generally affect the general public yeah on a regular basis yeah and it is like a well-known fact that like yes we have these psychiatric drugs that Mm -hmm. many people take for psychiatric conditions okay so this this is definitely not what we were talking about at all um but i just would like to officially announce that i do not like former president richard nixon no kidding um for a variety of reasons but a lot of like this whole i mean i think he like is the one who coined the term quote unquote war on drugs yes um which then michael the main guy said that he refers to it as the war on certain plants yeah (laughs) or even i mean like the war on people like i remember them talking about at a certain point where it was like they like um (laughs) illegalized decriminalized no the opposite where they made a lot of substances illegal oh knew a lot of a certain type of person Mm -hmm. was using that substance right right which we already knew was problematic and why we have all been fighting for so long for the decriminalization of so many different drugs specifically marijuana recently right it's one of those things where it's like you see a specific type of person obviously getting criminalized for these things so they're intentionally making them illegal because they want that person in jail and it's silly and it's stupid and it's dumb like honestly heroin maybe crack cocaine are like the only substances I genuinely believe should be illegal and not just to put people in jail like these are substances that hurt and kill people yes like people are dying because of these drugs so like I understand those yeah and I I I one of the psychiatrists think I said I think in in the MDMA episode she said good drugs cause the opioid crisis and Mm -hmm. bad drugs heal PTSD such a good point also the opioid crisis going back exactly to what I just said what type of people are generally generally associated with abusing opioids white people Mm-hmm. Those are typically the people that you find that are abusing good drugs. I know you right. can't see, but I put quotation marks around that. So therefore, they're not going to criminalize those. And that's right. what's wrong with so many things in this country. But that's a whole topic that would take me days to talk about. <laughs> that would be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. And if you disagree with that at all, I would say watch, God, what is it called? Uh dope sick on hulu that's all you need to know about white west virginia and y'all will know what we're talking about y'all will know what we're talking about and you know what i'm not even talking shit because half half of my blood is literally from west virginia so like yeah i can't talk too much shit like i mean oh my gosh the wild whites of west virginia totally forgot oh my god such a good documentary oh my god maybe you should watch that sometime oh my gosh yes the podcast yeah we we actually should that's isn't it on amazon yeah i think that's what we watched it on because you watched it at a a snow day at my house yeah 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 we definitely watched it together i want to say it was on amazon um but so you you were talking about like making things illegal and stuff so what did you think like at the very end um in episode four they were talking about peyote and they're talking about like the question of whether or not that should be grouped in with these other hallucinogenic drugs that they're trying to decriminalize or like should it still be sacred to those native groups like how did you feel about that I think it's so hard to kind of 
form an opinion as a person who's white, honestly, because, you know, obviously they were using it for their religion and for their like sacrimonial purposes before we even knew that the world wasn't flat, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, I just think it's like so crazy that it's like, I don't know, they made a point, some point in the documentary, I don't know exactly when it was, it might have honestly been the first episode, but like, they're like, okay, y'all think God created the earth, well, God created these things, like, these are Mm -hmm. coming from plants that were literally put on this earth, Mm -hmm. like, especially, specifically peyote, like, this Mm -hmm. is a cactus, this is a plant that God, God, you know, whether you believe in it or not, whatever, created, and has multiple forms on this earth mm-hmm. shrooms or what was it called Sa- something uh, psilocybin yes yeah, psilocybin there are like 116 different varieties of mushrooms that mm-hmm. have this component in it god created those god literally put those on this earth so how are you telling me that we're gonna make it illegal like y'all right. think not everybody okay i'm gonna take away the y'all a lot of people think that despite rape incest whatever if there's a human being whatever created in your body that you should have to carry that out because the bible says so what is that different about a plant that is a living thing on this earth so i really don't understand like what is the line between that and a plant that contributes to the earth right like i understand that the other could eventually become a human being but if you're saying that this clump of cells that has no brain no thought no feelings nothing is so important that someone who has been raped by a stranger or a family member or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. is so important that it needs to be brought to full term but a plant that literally contributes to the earth and is made by God and put on this earth for a purpose should be illegal. I don't understand how you can differentiate that. Is it Sunday because I'm in church? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, that is so well said. And like, that is such a good analogy because they, they talk about that a lot too, talking about the peyote and like, Mm -hmm the whole reason why the white man came to the United States was to avoid religious persecution and like every, you know, everyone can practice whatever religion they feel. Then why are we making laws that are based on religious principles? Because they don't like it as white people. And so they're like, "Mm, you're not doing exactly what we thought should be done. So let's make it illegal. Right. Like, what if, um, let's say we had a Muslim president and he or she decided to make eating pork illegal just because oh my it, God. People it went against the religion? People would lose their mind. Right. Their minds. It's not a constitutional right for you to eat pork. So no. you're not and allowed even, to. I remember in the beginning of the first episode, which I also thought was interesting, was Michael was kind of talking about how he started his journey with I think it was still like a Native American ritual or it might have been like a South American situation I can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. but where he like snorted tobacco oh yeah and so he was talking about that experience and I'm like well tobacco is obviously I mean people I know it's not because of the tobacco I'm aware that it's the nicotine but I'm like Millions of people, including myself and my elf bar over here, are 100% addicted to this thing. And he's over here snorting it to have like this body experience to see something, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's 100% elite. Like that's legal. There's no right. problem with that. So it's like, why are we like allowing some things and not others? Or even alcohol, girl, how many nights have you been like so drunk that you have probably hallucinated something or made something up in your mind? Like, I just don't understand. Alcohol is mind altering. Yes. 
just yes. like all these other situations and addictive yes there are so, there are probably more alcoholics in this world first of all i would like you to show me one person who is addicted to lsd shrooms ecstasy or peyote one person these people are saying they do, have done it once or twice in their life right life-changing right i and meanwhile, how many people are hooked on opiates? Exactly, exactly. That's the white man's drug. So because white people are addicted to that drug, it's okay. Right. Oh my gosh. It's just like so, it's, my, it's mind-boggling. Honestly, I yeah. felt like I got like mad the more I watched it. Just right. seeing how much it helped these people. Like there was, I think it was shrooms or maybe it was ecstasy I can't quite remember where this guy had severe OCD to the point where he felt like he could not care for his child he did whatever drug it was one time one singular time and it changed his whole life he did not have one symptom of OCD after that right why are we making drugs illegal if they are changing people's lives for the better People right. with cancer are literally not afraid of dying after taking right. shrooms. Like LSD, people literally were like, they were not suffering from PTSD. They were not suffering from anxiety. They were not suffering from severe depression. Like, why are we prescribing Prozac, Xanax, fucking Zoloft, whatever, effects or shout out to my psychiatrist. But like, why are we prescribing those drugs with no second thought about it? But like these other ones that have literally proven that you take it once and your life has changed forever right like these people who have gone through the most traumatic things that you could ever imagine and then they revisit those on drugs and they're like able to come to terms with it yeah in one controlled setting just one time you take it once you have this controlled setting with doctors who are able to ask the right questions in an appropriate way so that it doesn't freak you out right people were like, oh, I'm not afraid of dying now. Like I'm actually like comforted by it and know that my loved ones left behind are going to be okay. Like, can you imagine just having that peace from one drug one time? After years of whatever like trauma and turmoil you've put your brain through. Exactly. It's incredible. It's it is sad like now the research that we're seeing and like the state of where the drugs are now but it also like to me it just made me realize that like we are so the way that we as humans see the world is just like so constrained like we just see the world in like this one specific human-centric way Mm -hmm. and we have these other drugs that naturally they naturally occur on this planet Mm -hmm. like open this whole other portal of our brain to get in I feel like with every single drug they've like all of these people have mentioned like they felt more connected with nature they felt like you know the a beating heart in a plant and like whether or not that's legit but they actually like had these feelings of obviously things that you're not going to notice when you're in just your plain everyday brain right and it's also just like I feel like maybe saying brainwashed is like an extreme verbiage, but like we are just like taught like from beginning to end, like these drugs are bad. Like they're going to change your mind in a bad way. You're going to have bad experiences. It's going to be terrible. Like Mm -hmm. you're never going to recover from it. Like never do it. Like I have never in my life done anything more than smoke weed because I have literally been so taught throughout my schooling outside of school from every person I've ever encountered they're like don't do drugs don't do drugs don't do drugs and it's like I understand like I shouldn't do certain drugs like when I got my tonsils out I very much didn't take the hydrocodone that I was prescribed unless I had to or when I got my wisdom teeth out I did not take the oxycontin I was prescribed unless I had to yes that's not the experience that people are having from these other drugs but it's just so ingrained in us mm-hmm. to think negatively about these drugs it's almost like kind of bizarre after seeing and you know I'm not saying that every single person 
should take these drugs Mm -hmm. but like for instance like alzheimer's runs very heavily in my family my grandma had it her mom had it so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and it is more common in women and it is hereditary if there is something that could potentially help my mom or myself if i experience something like that or even making it easier to cope with and it's an illegal drug but it's not going to do any harm like I, I can't understand why that's not something that's being researched and accepted, especially right. with a drug like that, that really is inevitable and uncurable. Right. Meanwhile, we're going to pump billions of dollars into like pharmaceuticals and like the most synthesized materials you could ever imagine yeah. when maybe the secret all along was literally things that you come from grow. ground. I know. It just, it really was eye-opening to, like, how just naive people are to the positive of drugs as opposed to the negatives. And that's no fault of our own. Honestly, it's the way that the government has kind of wanted it and continues to kind of want it to go. Yeah. I mean, we are children of the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah drugs are bad never do drugs never do drugs never do drugs and I I actually remember like as a kid you know like don't do drugs like you think of drugs or like oh my god like smoking crack whatever I would get so confused when I would like go to a pharmacy and it would say like drugs yeah and it's like cold and flu drugs and it's like what like no drug free zone like no way that was really confusing to me mm-hmm. because I mean I didn't I I mean I guess we just don't have a better word than drugs I don't know um but like coming from that era and honestly I guess it's like we had Nixon with war on drugs and then we had Reagan yeah and we had Nancy Reagan who doubled down on it like war on drugs like it's amazing that we're still feeling like the reverberations of that yeah I mean even thinking about like marijuana like in high school if I knew you did that I was like ew what a loser like you must have nothing better to do with your life if you're smoking marijuana like ew exactly like you are (laughs) you're going straight to jail yeah exactly you're going to hell and you're a terrible person Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But you're um, right. It was so ingrained in like the millennial brain. Like, yeah. We were the first ones where they were like, dare program moms against drunk driving. Oh, yeah. Which I mean, yeah, we're against drunk driving, but like it's the greater principle of the point of the program. Like, it's not just moms against drunk driving. It's like literally terrifying you to, into doing anything that your parents yes. tell you not to do. I have a vivid memory, fifth grade dare class we legit had dare class like I think we had it like every Friday or something and the cop would come into his class and we'd like mm-hmm. talk about whatever and you know of course we're talking about alcohol which also looking back why are you talking to a fifth grader about <laughs> alcohol they're like the earlier you start the better <laughs> it's like what oh my god like, I've never even seen my mom take a sip of alcohol why are you talking to me about this yeah like I didn't know and I'm like it was still they still kind of well I mean granted this was like early 2000s but you know they would talk about wine coolers and like yeah. you like t- drinking wine coolers like why aren't you doing this like junior year of high school with people why are you in here my fifth grade class yeah like I don't even like I'm like Mike's hard lemonade who is Mike like I'm not like <laughs> let me go to the convenience store and buy some like <laughs> no idea I have a vivid memory of this of we had a woman police officer in our class they they made alcohol look so t- like literally it was the devil I remember her literally making a point that's like now let's say if your mom or dad you know they want to have a drink with dinner you know when you guys are at home that's like totally fine and acceptable you know that's that's fine for them to do that just a drink with dinner and it's like you're literally telling us like like you're halfway making us into like little baby cops where we're gonna like rat anybody out who's drinking alcohol but like my mom is allowed to have a glass of wine yeah but if she has two it's a problem it's over yeah, it's, it's like over. Um, they told me in dare class you can only have one. I think I'm gonna have to turn you in. Like now that I'm just thinking about, I mean, and obviously, granted, like 
drunk driving is a terrible thing. 100%. But just However, the way they convey it is just so unrealistic and unnecessary. It's so unrealistic. If my mom, you know, she's a, a parent of a five, of five, of a, of a fifth grader. If she wants to stay home on Tuesday night and tie one on in her own house. Exactly. If she wants to drink two of those whole bottles, go at it, sis. That's her prerogative, and you exactly. can't arrest her for that Miss Lady Cop in D.A.R.E. class. It's so funny that you bring that up, because the only memory I have from, I think ours was intertwined with health class, if I'm being honest. Oh, Actually, I think it might have been driver's ed class, if I'm even being more honest. Because, okay. you know, I come from a small, small town. We don't, we didn't have sex education. I'm going <laughs> to be real. We had driver's <gasps> ed class where there was a cop that came in one day. And they made this. Did you have to wear the beer goggles? I'm sorry. Did you have to wear the beer goggles? Okay, we did do that. And we had like a simulation in a car. But um, they made us watch the music video for Runaway Love with Mary J. Blige. That (laughs) is what they had us watch. If you don't know the song and you haven't seen the music video, please look it up. Um, It's a great song, but it essentially is like about these people who are like crack addicts, like getting raped and like having to run away because they were getting beat by their like drug addicted parents. And I'm like, yeah, this is sad, but like, like this is it. Like this is, this is how we learn. <laughs> like, what oh not my gosh! Do? Like that you're is showing us a music video. A music <laughs> Run away! It's it's a good song. I will say that, and I will wow. say that the music video is moving. It really is sad, but it's mm-hmm. not relatable to the general public. Yeah. Okay things like that happen I get it but I would say like 90% of us do not have crack addicted parents who are raping us or beating us and you know I understand that 10% that might understand that and I feel for them but you're not reaching any of us like we're in ninth grade most of us like don't even we've never even seen crack we don't even know what it looks like we haven't even had never seen crack that I know yeah I still haven't seen crack and I'm 27 like I'm just like this is a music video is not the way to get through the case guys gosh even looking back on it I'm like what were they thinking they were like yeah we're gonna watch this really moving music (laughs) video and we're gonna discuss it after and I'm just like I don't even know what I just watched they really thought that they were onto something too they're like yeah the kids are really gonna relate to this they're like Mary J Blige they love her (laughs) (laughs) these kids in it too so I'm sure they thought let me see if I can find out who it is but I'm sure they were like oh he raps in this so like they're gonna think so <laughs> These cool. kids from rural southwest Virginia love Mary J. Oh, ludicrous! Oh, he oh, okay. you know they were like they're gonna think this is a bop, and that's really gonna like stick with them. That's gonna really make them make smart choices. Exactly. I'm like this dude is probably like this, this music video is probably being shot like in Harlem. Or yeah. like Detroit, like deep in the dark depths, like not even like what people see every day. Like this is going deep into the abyss. Right. Oh, that is too funny. I do know I, within the last like year or two, I have seen dare people staked outside, like in public, like in front of Target and stuff like that. And I've been accosted by them. Oh, One no. time I actually did throw them a bone. I went over and I like listened to what they had to say. Of course, it's like awkward now because they can't really talk about weed because weed, you know, it is well on its way to yeah. being decriminalized. And so it's like, I guess you can still continue with your propaganda, but you know, it's not illegal anymore, Yeah. but they apparently also now include like topics of mental health too. And like mental okay. safety, Okay. which I like now to what extent I can't tell you because like, what did the police and mental, like, what do they have in common? Like yeah. if someone is having yeah. a mental breakdown, I'm not going to call the police. Exactly. And that's part of the problem, but that's another topic for another day. 
we just have too much to talk about. I was about to say, we are really going in right now on the United States of America. <laughs> we are. I mean, you can love America without recognizing its flaws. With Wait, hold on. While you recognizing. Can, while recognizing flaws and knowing that there's a better way to do things. Yeah. And know that there are injustices in this country. Speaking of which, how dare white people steal native land from native people? Mm-mm. It was so sad. And then they they didn't even really, well, I mean, I guess they, they did have to mention this. But talking about the kids who just got snatched oh my from their homes, taken to these boarding schools where they were essentially whitewashed. Yep. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but now, you know recently they're like finding all of these like mass graves of these dead native american children Mm -hmm. well it's even sad like what the native americans or first americans i'm not 100 percent sure what is the most appropriate term so i'm going to go ahead and apologize for that um but or indigenous people i'm sorry i'm sorry anywho um but like it's gotten to the point where like their culture has become so limited that like there is seriously situations where like if someone finds out that you're like I don't know like 35 to 50 percent Native American and you're living like in a stereotypical white family like they literally by law can come and take you and take Mm -hmm. you back to the reservation Mm -hmm. like no questions asked like and that's as sad as that is it's like that's where they've been pressed to like that's what they have been pushed to like that's the limitations that we put upon them that their culture and their people people and their bloodline are being so limited that they're at the point where they feel that is necessary to continue the bloodline right because everything is just getting taken from them yep. and I'm sure that there are children who like grow up in native communities but then you know they want to leave for whatever reason um yeah the whole situation is very very sad um and you know like like they were talking about like slowly just like their their sacred rituals and like things that they really value are just like slowly being taken away from them mm-hmm. um but anyways you know what's not unfair? What? It's how much fun we're going to have next week. Oh, yes. I'm honestly so excited. <laughs> Was I've that a good segment? I've never, 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 never seen one single even clip of this show. Not okay. a clip, not a headline, nothing. So was there anything else that you wanted to say on how to change your mind before we wrap up? No, I think it's interesting to watch. I think it genuinely does give you a whole, not that me and Kristen weren't already pretty liberal to begin with, but I think it really does just kind of open your mind to more within the governmental system that is open your mind. It opens your mind, changes your mind on how this country is just like, God bless you. Thank you. Um, I say God bless you and then say fucked. Um, but also, to, I mean, you know, even if like you're not really into politics, just hearing like the history of all of these drugs was super interesting to me. And honestly, I will raise my hand. I did not know that LSD is like naturally occurring. Yeah. Like I and thought it was a synthetic drug. Just all the ways that all of them can help you so positively, like medically. Like honestly, if I ever had any kind of I don't want to say terminal, but long-term illness or whatever it may be like, mm-hmm. shit, I'm over here with severe depression and anxiety. And I'm kind of like, maybe I need to be like, Hey, Tina girl, what kind of drugs can I take? I don't know. I'm trying to spend the night at your house and go on a trip. If you feel me. <laughs> exactly. It just 100%. had you like, ask me a bunch of questions. Exactly. Guided questions. But yeah, no, it was interesting. I think it gives you a whole new perspective, which is a hundred percent what the yeah. was. So this is not all like voodoo hippie magic too like these are all legit doctors who have been researching this stuff for decades like they have the data to back it up it's not just them i mean obviously it seems that they like to partake in recreational use which is fine whatever but it's them like legit like having very thorough clinical trials to back up 
what they're doing. And I would even say the majority of them are not taking it like frequently. Like they took it for the purpose that they needed to and then are reporting on further research from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be super interesting now that like I, I feel so much more educated on the yeah. on the topic. It will be interesting to see how things progress, particularly like in the law. Um, Especially in the United States. My God, we are so behind in things like this. Yeah. Yeah. You can own a gun, but you can't eat a mushroom. You can fight and die for your country, but you can't take LSD. Because <laughs> that makes sense. Right. Um, all right, y'all. So I guess we will talk about next week. So next week, we're, I really think that this was the show that started my reality TV addiction. I, that's what you said in the first episode. Oh, you know what? I am a woman of my word. That's exactly. what I am. She said what she said. And that is John and Kate plus eight. Y'all, words cannot describe what this show means to me. And I'm so excited that you don't know a lot about it. Like, could you name, could you name any of the kids? No. All I know is it's an Asian man and a Karen looking white woman. <laughs> and they have a babies that look Asian. And that's all I know. They, they do look Asian, yes. Um, so, we will be watching John and Kate Plus 8 Season 1. Um, it is on Discovery Plus, or I'm sure you can buy it on Amazon or s- somewhere else. Um, I'm so very excited. This Me is going too. to be thrilling. I'm excited. Thrilling. Um, all right, so we will look forward to that. We hope you all enjoyed this week. Um, I really enjoyed it. This was something new and very educational mm-hmm. and, like, yeah instead of like watching things to like numb my brain this was like oh yeah I had to use it that's for sure I have thoughts about (laughs) I have feelings I hate it here (laughs) (laughs) now we will watch a more um heartwarming show I guess I'm very excited so looking forward to that but so I know spoiler if y'all don't know uh, Uh, yeah y'all don't know by now I've never even seen one thing about the show and I know that so if you don't know like that's on you you're Patrick Star living under a rock <laughs> so as usual if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts pretty please leave us a five-star review we would graciously appreciate that and if you don't already if you don't what are you doing follow us on Instagram we're at a case the number four the FBI I've been like kind of doing some bachelor stuff here and there if you're into the bachelorette and have been we got watching. some good messages this week too um, yeah Kelly loved your costume changes Oh, and Madison loved your dedication to the art oh thank you so much yes. so you got some great responses that's good to know so especially now because we're getting into the good part that I like when I actually yeah. like know the men and can remember their names right um this is getting to the good stuff that I really like so I'll try to make it a more regular thing if y'all like it on Mondays um you know, because we, we know Cassie's not going to do it, so it's either. <laughs> but I fully Monday. support Kristen Steele. I fully support her. You know, nothing like a Monday night just screaming my thoughts into the void. It's very exactly. soothing. For the it's soul. cathartic, kind of. It is. Yes, it is. Knowing cathartic. that you can say it and someone is listening. Right. That's what the internet is for. Exactly. That's why we started the podcast. Let's be real. <laughs> it's true. We just had too many things just like bottled up. And we just needed to know people were listening. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You listeners. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that will do it for this week. This has been episode 27. Oh my gosh. 20, lucky number 27. Um, so we hope y'all enjoyed it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.